Welcome to Review the Future, the podcast that takes an in-depth look at the impact of technology on culture. I'm John Perry. I'm Ted Cupper. And today on Review the Future, we are reviewing Season 5, Episode 1 of Black Mirror called Striking Vipers. Yeah, we are back uh, looking into Black Mirror after a while. There are new ones out and we watched them and we're going to talk about them today. Yeah, so uh, this is an episode that uh, stars two best friends, uh, Danny and Carl. And uh, one of them uh, gets married and leads sort of a, like, idyllic, you know, suburban life uh, with his wife. And, and one of them uh, remains like a swinging bachelor. Uh, but they, they stay sort of very loosely in touch, like once a year friends. Uh, and uh, one of the ways they reconnect is by by playing the newest version of a fighting game, uh, which now uh, has moved into the realm of VR. And when we're talking about VR, we're talking about like extremely realistic VR. Of, of right, this is like a electrode on the head style VR that uh, your body goes completely inert and you're fully ensconced in like a hypersensory world. Yeah, you put a little electrode on your forehead or or temple, I guess. And uh, mm -hmm. somehow that like completely overrides all your senses and you can feel uh, pain and pleasure. And uh, they end up planning to play this fighting game, but they end up having a, a relationship instead. And Yeah, they, become, they start a sexual relationship at first and then a kind of romance after that inside this sort of Mortal Kombat style fighting game. Um, and uh, eventually it starts to spill out into their lives and become a kind of social problem for them. And that's kind of what the, I mean, that's what the story is about, is how they resolve this tension that they are friends in the regular world, but they're lovers uh, in VR. And uh, yeah, it's a... Oh, and it should also be said that one of the friends always plays as a female character. And so they're, uh, they're a hetero couple in VR as well. And they're two... Uh, male guys who who identify straight in the real yeah world. i was just gonna get into that yeah so they're uh it's also it's in it's an all-black cast which is cool uh so both of mm -hmm. these guys are black males but in the in the in the game they are very typical fighting game characters that you might see in a game like like tekken or something uh one right. of them is sort of a, like a ripped standard like asian fighter type guy yes uh and one of them is a, like a blonde like pixie girl uh, and so those are their alter egos that they then have their, their relationship with. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I think, you know, like, obviously this is one of those stories where that we've sometimes complained about in the past, but I, I, don't, I, I was actually fine with it in this case, where they've just changed one thing in the world pretty much and nothing else. Right. I think there was only like one other nod to future technology, which was there was a smart dishwasher. Did you pick up on that? Yes. The smart dishwasher was uh, a silly gag. Yeah, it was very weird. I don't know if it did it. Did it serve a story purpose? Like, I'm not even sure why that was there other than to like no. remind us that like, hey, it's the future. It would seem like a very weak nod to uh, the fact that, you know, other things might be different in the future, <laughs> but uh, yeah. for the most part, this is a world that's just like today, um, although kind of a utopian today. I mean, we don't you know see the whole world as we rarely do in these things, but uh, you know, the, certainly the suburban life has this sort of like '50s utopian quality to it. It, it, it feels like you know. I, I mean, the main characters, I think you know, 
got a little bit of that like suburban ennui and like you know boredom that he's grappling with but it, he lives a pretty nice life they both seem to um yeah but yeah it te- yeah they definitely don't seem to be poor or anything they have nice houses and they have these fancy video games and stuff yeah and like technology wise everything is pretty much the same except there's this brand new product that is this insane quality vr so i mean right away there's a little bit of an issue here if we're uh, you know being sticklers for realism because if you had this technology the entire world should be affected by it right it shouldn't just be this one game <laughs> Like, the wife should be using it, you would think. I think there are other games available for it, but yeah, it definitely seemed like only these guys were using it out of their friend group, which I didn't... uh, That struck me as a little weird. I didn't think that that was right, because it's... You know, everybody uh, obviously has access to gaming now, and this stuff is presented as if it's um, very much the same as, like you know, just like a later version of Xbox or something, right? Uh, It has the big controller... The software looks similar to like genres of games you've seen before. Um, so it definitely felt like just like a next gen system. Uh, but, but there was no other, um, you know, uh, you didn't see that elsewhere in the story. Right. And I guess that's what I'm saying is that's the sort of cultural niche it fit into is as if it was a new video game system. And of course, only video game enthusiasts would maybe know about it. Uh, but the quality of VR but, is such that this would change the world. Right. Uh, this w- this right. would not just affect the world of video games. Like this would be monumentally world changing technology to have this level right, and quality right. of VR. Uh, yeah, and especially at the price point, it would have to be to be included in a video game system, right? I mean, those aren't the most expensive things. So, uh, yeah, like this would be everywhere. It would be instead of all kinds of interactions with computers could be through this. Uh, body jacking or whatever that they're doing, you know, or they're like uh, completely replacing all of your sensory inputs. I mean, it could be used for work. Um, it could be used for socializing. It's used for all manner of things that, that aren't video games um, or for art, et cetera. And so, uh, you know, I don't want to belabor this point too much because it's sort of not what the story is ultimately about, but I just, I like yeah. to bring it up now and then because I do think it would be possible to write the same story, hit the same emotional beats, make the same thematic points and fix this problem. Like, I don't think it would actually be that hard to think through a little bit more of the consequences of this type of technology and to have signs that other people are using it in this world, right? Um, as opposed right. to it just being, you know, sort of dropped into the laps of these two characters. Because um, I, I don't, I didn't, did you get the impression that the wife could even conceive of what her husband might be doing with it? No, I mean, the wife's uh, whole experience of life is so different. Um, like, uh, it, it's so completely, uh, analog, you know, she gets, uh, hit on in the bar and then, you know, there's the whole kind of live role playing aspect of their relationship and all of that, uh, it felt, you know, um, interesting, dramatically interesting, but, but like things that could be mediated by technology, right? I mean, uh, uh, there are dating apps, for example, people meet people, uh, other ways than standing at a bar, um, uh, but, uh, you know, I think there was a, a contrast being made there. And I think oftentimes Black Mirror seems to be making a, a kind of value judgment, right, about, you know, um, technical things being somehow worse. And I think that there I think that judgment's being made there. I think it's like, you know, um, it's displaying the wife's uh, real life life as being somehow 
better. Well, I think. you know, we'll get to this as we get more into the story. But I, I actually, this mm-hmm. didn't, this particular episode did not bother me in that same way as others have in the past. Like I didn't feel like this was as scoldy about uh, technology. Um, well, I, yeah, I agree with that actually, and I think the ending is the reason why. But there are moments in the middle when I did feel it still making some of those those similar judgments. Uh, now, something positive I can say about it is that uh, the style, this is a well-done fake video game. And both, uh, they, they actually show the mm-hmm. 2D traditional version of it first before the VR. Um, That's and, right. In the, yeah, the, the kid, they're playing it in the past. Uh, and then it shoots forward to like a newer version of the game, right? Yeah, and it's it feels like very well uh, modeled on real video games. Like it gets all the the tropes right and the look right. And uh, I forget like what were the oh yeah the characters' names were Lance and Roxette, um, and they 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 look yes. like real characters. Like I don't know, I think this is generally better these days. But you know, for much of my life, I've seen a lot of really bad fake video games on screen. Uh, that that have, yeah, I think we've finally gotten to the time in history when the people animating this stuff all grew up with video games, all of them. Right, so they know it looks convincing. About them. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that is that is definitely points for this. And it was very fun to see it embodied, yeah. um, uh, like in the VR. And they they got some pretty cool locations to shoot at. I mean, that's like a big part of these games is you can pick the stage that you have your fight at, and they, that becomes like part of it because like they can choose like where do we want to have sex today? Basically, like, do we want to, right. Yeah. Well, it, it was funny that the sort of vaguely Asian, very beautiful sets that they had that look like the kind of sets you would see in, in Tekken or Mortal Kombat or something, uh, uh, are also weirdly sexy in, in at the right angle, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? They're like kind of romantic or something. And, uh, that, that worked really well for the story. You know, uh, I thought that was really cool. No, I think it kind of um, highlights the, uh, sort of like sexual overtones that are already running through these games, right. With these like, like yeah. ripped and like really fit characters, like in these sort yeah. of like romantic, and very revealing clothes backdrops, and like world, yeah. world, uh, yeah. crossing backdrops. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now I do, uh, I wanted to bring up something, um, somewhat related to the point earlier about this like being like a future video game right because this is this is a prediction Mm -hmm. that you see all the time which is like okay so clearly this is where video games are going right they're just going to get like more and more uh realistic until they literally are real life right Right. um and there has been some pushback against that um uh sort of like uh, a, a games professor and like designer and thinker that I that I particularly like, Frank Lance has a has a talk on what he calls the immersive fallacy, which is basically pushing back against mm. the idea that this is sort of the end result of progress in video games. That like you know trying to imitate the real world is is even desirable or possible. Um, and I tend to agree with that. Like I tend to think like you know there's a certain like like part of what's interesting about games usually is the ways in which they differ from reality in very specific ways. And it's like, once you remake, you know, this virtual space, right? Well, then you still have to design a game in it. And what was weird is that this game here, it has like, it apparently allows you to do everything. Like it simulates genitals, right? It simulates uh, pleasure. Uh, So, and it, that's not even the intent of the game. So they basically have a like full-scale reality simulator. And what right. they've done with it is make a fighting game. But there's like no sense that there's any like fighting game mechanics or restrictions or rules in it at all. 
Like, again, if I were to... Well, there's some mechanics because there's a little bit of them doing, like, special moves, right? Right. So that's somehow... I don't know. It's not super... It's a bit vague, but it is somewhat mechanics. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's... I think they justify it in story by it's like a sequel to a long-running series of games, why it's such an unoriginal design for a game. That part of it I went with, like... It looks like classic games, and they have made those classic games for multiple platforms now, and they do keep making them sort of more realistic without changing the basic structure of them. So I'm kind of on board with, you know, obviously the writers of the show are not game designers, so I'm kind of on board with them just like hand-waving past that. But it is very strange. I mean, it is not at all realistic. I went with it for the sake of the story, and I want to say I did like this episode, by the way, Um, but because I'm complaining about it a lot. But uh, it... Uh, it, it is strange. I mean, it is definitely strange that they allow you to have sex in this game that presumably kids are buying and stuff, right? I mean, <laughs> if, again, if we think about this as being a mass product that's not just in the hands of these two guys, um, this quickly becomes problematic, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, and, there, and th- those were, there were two points I was making, and one you just mentioned, which is like, yeah, why are these features even in there, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, if these features are possible, then again, this should be, you know, affecting all aspects of the world and not just this one video game. But the second thing is, again, yeah. if I were to rewrite this episode and still try to hit all the emotional beats, but make the technology a little more rigorous and interesting, yeah. um, in addition to having like VR be a pervasive part of this world that has already changed things, uh, I would make it so that they were... They were using the game clearly in an unintended way, and they were sort of having sex through the mechanics of fighting. Yeah, I was thinking, why aren't they hacking it to make this work? Because I would believe that somebody hacked it and just distributed uh, a little mod that you could load up, and then, you know, and then all the stuff worked. I I would buy that, but I, right? I, I feel like the way that, things like this happen these days is well and i don't i don't um, mean hacking it sure modding it or hacking it i i would include that in what i'm saying but i'm also just saying literally using the mechanics as they are for the like reusing them in a different way for like romance Uh, and sex like why aren't they like having like shooting like orgasmic fireballs at each other and doing like you know crazy like (laughs) roundhouse like like, uh, I, I don't even, I don't know. I feel like there's something sort of... <laughs> Ryan knows what, John? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, they're like they're flying, like, in midair, and they're doing, like, backflips, like, while having sex or something. Like, I I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know, like... Yeah, they should definitely be, uh, you know, projectile ejaculating and stuff like that. Well, um, or it could just be, but, like, a, a purely, uh, you know, a, a sadomasochistic uh, relationship where one of them just likes being punched, right? Because that is the verb of the game, is you can punch and kick. Right. So, right. uh, I don't know. I just wish it was, it played with that a little more. Right, right. And then they're sort of, uh, it, it, they're, st- they're using the pain response that's built into the game in that case. Right, but it's erotic um, for one of them. But it's pleasurable for, for them. them. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that idea. If you were pitching that, I'd say I like that one. I don't know. <laughs> it's, you know, I can see why they didn't do that for the story because it, it maybe makes it more complicated than they wanted to make it. But I agree that, uh, in general, this all seems a little bit magical. It, it, the way it plays out is a little bit like these are the only two guys in the world that have this and they were sort of secretly given it or something, which I think serves the story they want to tell, which is about this sort of secret growing relationship, but uh, doesn't seem like the way it would ever actually happen if this technology were to come out. You know, It would be a mass 
uh, pro- product. Yeah, and and uh, something more positive though that I can that I want to talk about is really probably we, we should at this point maybe just talk about the core concept, right? Which is like okay. all, all yeah. of this like weird stage setting is there to get us to this like fun idea where they are having this like weird uh, hetero relationship via these avatars while being two straight men. Right. I mean, that's right. That's what's super interesting about this, I think. Well, and it starts to have consequences in their life. Like the husband stops being able to uh, have sex with his wife. Right. And the friend who's single, like loses interest in in his sexual partner. Right. Right. And uh, but but what I like about this especially is that it doesn't it very nicely doesn't fall into like uh, you know, standard boundaries. It, it, in some ways, it's, it reminds me of uh, Autonomous and, and the way that that dealt with its, you know, robot that was sort of genderless, right? But was like, had gender applied to it, right? So it's it's sort of like weird, like to think about this relationship. It doesn't really fit into being like a heterosexual or a uh, homosexual relationship. Like it does, it sort of defies those definitions, which I think is cool. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, and it confuses them because uh, they they start to, they they get so confused about what their or- orientation is uh, that they feel like they have to physically test out right their own compatibility by kissing each other, right? Yeah, I thought that was a great scene, and one of them was like, "Okay, we got it. We got to try kissing in real life and see if we like it." <laughs> and it turns out they didn't yeah. like it, which I thought was cool and believable. But then I also yeah. liked that one of them was like, "Yeah, but." I still like the VR thing, so you know, so what, right? <laughs> Let's keep doing it, right? Um, right. Well, and, and can we spoil the end now? Is it time, or or do we have to wait? Oh no, go ahead. All right, so we're spoiling the end now. So turn this off if you don't want to hear it. Go watch it. Uh, but it, I, I really like this. I th- you know, the way that they end up resolving it uh, is that they realize that they can continue to. Uh, do this, but they have to be honest with the people in their lives, and and the husband ends up uh, like opening his relationship with his wife, so she goes out uh, to the bar to like hit get hit on by somebody and leaves her wedding ring at home, and uh, that's something we've seen earlier in the story that she uh, found exciting, and he um, he goes on to his video game and fucks his friend, <laughs> uh, and it, and it's presented as if they are happy. They you know we we see them later on and they have more kids, right? And it's sort of solved their relationship problems and everybody's getting along. Yeah. It's like a nice mature, you know, adult ending, you know, that's like, doesn't totally demonize the tech. Right. And, um, right. allows the, or, or the people, it allows everybody to kind of, yeah, get what they want once they stop hiding secrets from each other and being honest, you know, which is kind of, I think what it, I think it's sort of the moral of it or something. Yeah, no, I mean, you know? that, that's, I, I love the ending. And like, it, again, if I was rewriting it, I'd hundred percent keep every part of that. Like, again, the, the, the actual story beats here, I think are really, really solid. Um, mm-hmm. but I like what this suggests too, about, um, again, in terms of speculation, the kinds of relationships that are going to be possible, um, through these, like this, like kind of digital mediation, um, right. I mean, there's some of this today, you know, and there's some yeah. other fiction about this where it's mostly like, oh, you didn't know you were, you know, chatting with a, you know, 53 year old, you know, obese man or whatever. Right. Uh, well, that's like the rug pull in, uh, in ready player one, right. You're like, 
oh, this character you thought was a male was actually a lesbian woman or something, right? Yeah, yeah. But, so there's a little bit of that that's already, we yeah. already exist in that world to some degree. Although, again, anonymity yeah. has so much died on the internet in so many places uh, that, that you, know, I, you know, maybe that promise isn't there as much as it, as it used to be. Um, but yeah, I, you can't really embody things that easily. I mean, again, there are obviously like virtual worlds that exist. You've got your your various MMOs and things like that. But uh, to mm -hmm. have it on this scale and to be able to like emulate the the pleasure sensations, um, I think I don't know. I just think it's it's really fascinating. It it puts it it's just another thing that complicates sexuality for people uh, and makes yeah, it harder absolutely. to put into boxes. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. It erodes the labels, which I think is super interesting. And that's what the story does best, I think, is that these guys, um, and they're not presented as being particularly like uh, homophobic or anything. Uh, they're just people who are just you know, not gay, um, but they are <laughs> very thrown by, you know, uh, trying to figure out what their relationship means since they are sort of wearing these different bodies um, uh, when they feel this different way. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, embodiment is a big part of sexuality, right? I mean, uh, part of it's about your partner and what you desire. And then part of it's about you and how you view yourself. And, uh, that's what's going to change as this stuff gets better and more pervasive. So, uh, I think there will be new categories of sexuality that we will have to make up <laughs> basically to describe the ways that people deal with that. Um, which I think will be multivarious and, and surprising. The other aspect of this that I thought was an interesting choice is uh -huh. that uh, they mention one of the characters actually tries... Uh, well, what, so Danny, the, the main character who's got the wife and has got the family and everything, uh, tries to break it off, right? And then the one that's more of a right. bachelor you know, is, is really hurting for, for lack of this relationship in their life. So they try to, you know basically recreate this with other people online with other users. Right. And it's, it's the same, right. uh, fighting game setting. It's the same characters. Uh, but it's, but it's not the same, right? Because the, the puppeteer that controls the avatar really does matter. So I, I, right. I think that's really interesting as well. So it's like what they're in love with is neither the avatar nor the person. It's like the person, the particular person transmuted through the avatar. <laughs> into this like right, third which, thing. Right. It like reminds me of being John Malkovich where, you know, she uh, only loves him when he's riding Malkovich, you know, like she doesn't love Malkovich and she doesn't love John Cusack. But when John Cusack is controlling Malkovich because he is a master puppeteer, right. Uh, then Catherine Keener loves him, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good uh, point. Yeah. I mean, I think that's or, or a really a interesting it's just an interesting sort of, um, yeah, theory about what love is, you know, <laughs> like, uh, to what extent it's about the, you know, the Descartian, you know, uh, 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 binary, you know, the body or the mind. Um, and, uh, what's cool about this VR tech is that it, um, meaningfully separates those things <laughs> so that you can evaluate them individually. Compare any body with any mind. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense that like your friend in a body that you find hot suddenly becomes somebody you want to be in a romantic relationship with, right? Sure. I mean, uh, that's there's some sense to that, and there's also some sense to the idea that you might 
um, you know, like uh, sex with women when you're wearing your male body, but then when you wear your female body, you might like sex with men, right? I mean, you might not, of course, but there's some sense to that. You can understand it. Yeah, well, I think to some extent this is like also a story about just male bonding and, yeah. right, and like, you know, the, whether or yeah. not there's like some homoerotic overtones already ex <laughs> that exist. Right, to just men playing video games together in general is maybe, there's maybe some erotic circle jerk type element to it that's being analogized here for sure yeah i mean like i, I mean i i don't that's not to me the most interesting part of the story but i think that's definitely in the background uh oh yeah uh, definitely. um so when i was uh perusing like the wikipedia article for this briefly just because i wanted mm -hmm. to read the summary again this popped out at me um and, and seemed to me like i did not agree with this it says ex executive producer annabelle jones so she should know what she's talking about uh, stated mm -hmm. that the episode asks, when does porn become so sophisticated that it's actually cheating and not just distraction? Mm. And I think that's, we can talk about this question. I, to me, that was not the most important theme of the episode that I took, but, you know, it may, it is a different discussion than the one we've been having so far. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, it didn't ever feel like cheating to me, either in terms of what my own judgment of it or in in terms of the character's judgment of it. Um, well, he was lying to the wife. He was lying to the wife. That was what I was just going to say. And and I do think the story does do something interesting about things don't get better for him until he stops lying to the wife. And I love the way they played that too. He, he like opens his mouth to tell her the truth and then they just, you know, they cut away and they show it's, it's a long time later when he, he comes back. And I thought that was cool. I, if, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, it's interesting if they conceived of it that way, then I think they got lucky, <laughs> but because that's not as interesting as what they ended up with. I don't think. I, uh, uh I, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, that's not the kinds of things that like Charlie Brooker was actually saying about it. That's why I thought maybe that like this producer was just kind of riffing. Uh, but you know, I'm, yeah, that may have been like a conversation they had at yeah. some point. Right. But it doesn't seem like that's the central um, point of it and it doesn't really feel like it's about porn in any meaningful way there is a point in the story where the uh the character says i think basically because the um the husband's trying to break it off because he feels bad about lying to his wife and and not being able to sleep with her and uh uh the the friend says well it's not cheating it's basically like porn right i mean that line is i guess that's there. true although i would say it's like um, definitionally almost not porn because like I another person is so intimately involved. So, uh, in that sense, it's, yeah. it's, it's, if your partner's inclined to think it's cheating, uh, and, or it's yeah. like outside the bounds of what you've agreed upon in the relationship, it's absolutely could be called cheating. Uh, but it certainly right. isn't porn because like porn to me is inanimate. Uh, right, right. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it's more, it's more like cheating, especially cause he's lying about it than, than, uh, than it is like porn, but it didn't feel like, uh, porn to me. Uh, particularly because of the the game nature of it, you know, the fact that they were misusing this technology on some level, and the um, just the fact that they were they had this, you know, they were playing the game. I guess you know they were they were doing what they were saying. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, I don't know. It's so strange because uh, it's so abstract. I guess you know it's only happening in their minds. They're just they keep showing them laying on the couch. They're not even moving, you know? So I don't know. It's all imaginary on some level. I mean, isn't it just the same as fantasy, I guess is what I'm saying. 
Well, and I guess that's an interesting question. But to me, like, you know, your fantasies don't involve actual other people, right? Like, I think, you know... Well, it depends how good you are at fantasizing, I guess. Uh, well, they don't, I mean, they don't involve, involve people <laughs> that I believe to be conscious. I suppose they, you know, I, how do I know, right? Yeah, exactly. You can't be certain. Uh, but anyways, do you have anything else that you want to discuss about this episode? Because those are most of the points I had. Uh, no, I think that, uh, you covered everything I thought was interesting about it. Um, so why don't we give it a grade here? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we should. Cause I've, I've been down on, on black mirror lately. I think the last time we talked about black mirror, I was pretty negative. Uh, yeah. but I liked this episode quite a bit. I think again, because it didn't have this reflexive, like technology is bad thing or like sort of needless cruelty thing that like Charlie Brooker so often goes to and it had um no it didn't have any cruelty I didn't think and it had basically a happy ending where the technology is not rejected uh which I don't think I'd ever seen before in a black mirror that felt like a a, a departure for Well them. I think there are other episodes that I'm I'm not sure how if you've seen them all yet no, I haven't seen everyone in the last. Uh, I can season. think of at least one other episode that has like a happy, a very happy ending. So that's not mm -hmm. unheard of in the series. Well, there are several with happy endings that involve getting rid of the tech, but that's different. no, no. There's there there are like there's another pro tech sort of like happy Got ending it. one I I can think of, but I won't give it away. Uh, but All but right. yeah, I think. Uh, and it's not that I like it because it has a happy ending. I want to be clear. I like dark stories. Uh, this could have had like this could have ended with them getting a divorce or something, and um, that would have been potentially a good story if they'd built up to it well. Uh, right. It's more just like you know if they if it ended with them getting a divorce, it's not necessarily that the, oh the technology is evil, right? Like that's the part that's the simplistic um, like all technology is this horrible nightmare thing. Uh, that I that I find distasteful about some of the, some of the Black Mirror right. episodes, right, right, and or in some of them is the the sort of cruelty that I can't figure out who benefits from it, you know. Uh, but this one didn't have that, and uh, it actually did make sense why everybody was doing what they were doing. No one seemed evil, uh, you know. Some mistakes were made. It was dramatic. It was interesting, but ultimately it was yeah, yeah. And I think I I just like that it had a happy ending because so few Black Mirrors do, not because. Obviously, other things, uh, I don't think that's generally a good, um, like a, you know, a necessary feature for something to be good. Um, but it was refreshing with this one. And yeah, I mean, it was also refreshing that it was uh, uh, a story about black people where their blackness was totally uh, incidental to the story. It was not, um, it wasn't uh, ignored, but it also wasn't uh, a story that... Um, focused on race really it just focused on these characters and i felt close to them and i thought that that was really well done well and of course it's got race changing in it uh but it's but it's mm -hmm. not even discussed and i i'm totally fine it's with it not, not even being discussed, discussed at yeah. all yeah that's right i mean you barely even notice it and it, the the characters in the video game world are both like a bit vaguely asian right but the but it's not clear exactly what race they're even supposed to be just that they're not i mean they're not black right um, uh, so yeah. I would give this, uh, I'd give this like an A minus. I mean, you know, it's, 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 I, I yeah. liked it. It's not, it's not like, I'm only yeah. not giving it a straight up A cause it's, you know, it's not the most mind blowingly awesome thing I've ever seen. And, and, and the VR tech is like a little bit, we've seen that before, but like what it does with it is cool. I like it. 
Yeah, there were times when I thought the characters were taking too long to sort of work through their issue. Like a lot of what they needed to do was just kind of get over themselves. Like everything was kind of fine in their world if they could just be okay with it. Um, and sometimes it felt like it was taking a little long for that. So I'll ding it a little. I, I agree with your grade. I'll give it an A minus. It's not my favorite Black Mirror, but it's my favorite Black Mirror since uh, in the last two seasons, which to be fair, I haven't seen. All Are you of willing to say what your favorite Black Mirror is since you mentioned it uh, indirectly? I will. I mean, I will say it. My favorite Black Mirror is the first Black Mirror, and it's not the most speculative one. My favorite speculation is definitely the Domino Gleason robot one, which is a season two. I think that's one. my favorite, that one. And I do like that one very much. But the first one uh, remains the uh, high watermark for me. I mean, that makes me shudder every time I think about it. I've heard it. you it's say this powerful before. Piece. Well, I've heard you say this before. Maybe I need to rewatch that one because I didn't, I thought it was okay. I only thought, but you know, they're yeah, all. Yeah, well, uh, it's subjective, but uh, I don't know. I rewatched re it recently and uh, it, it got me the second time too. I think it's, uh, it's a really good piece. It's not speculative at all. It's, it takes place in the present day, but, um, but it, it's a, about the world as it is in a way that I think very few things these days are. Wait, can we talk about the the fact for a second? And maybe we've already discussed this on this podcast before, but the fact that like mm -hmm. Black Mirror so clearly seems to have this formula, right? For like it's for like yeah. every three episodes, like each one fits a particular mold, right? And then yeah, that holds it, yep. true for this season, right? It's a, uh, there's always one episode that is like, they've changed one technology, but otherwise kept things pretty realistic. That would be this episode, yep. right? Yep. Uh, there's always one that's more or less set in the present day, but just like, right. you know, really grapples with today's technology in an interesting way. Uh, yep. And then there's always one that's like a little bit silly and out there, right? That's like more absurdist, right? Where the technology right. gets, uh, and, um, it's surprisingly consistent. It must have been like just part of the, like I've never seen any, anybody writing about that formula, but it seems like it, it it's too hard to ignore at this point. It seems to happen consistently. Yeah, I don't know if they do it intentionally, but it does seem like they have done it over and over again. And even in the longer seasons, it seems like they just did it twice. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, the six episode seasons yeah. are just two versions of that like triumvirate of things. Yeah, it does seem that way. Uh Maybe one day we'll do a little uh, categorization and put them all in their in their boxes. But uh, I haven't seen every single one, so I'll have to make sure I catch up first. So coming up next episode, we're going to continue talking about this season of Black Mirror. So now is your warning to go ahead and catch up on that. It's only two more episodes, so it shouldn't take you much time. Yeah, watch those or we're going to spoil them for you. So until next time. I'm Ted Cover. I'm John Perry. And you've been listening to Review the Future. To subscribe or leave a comment on this episode, please visit reviewthefuture.com. You can also send emails to feedback at reviewthefuture.com. Thanks for listening.